Alright. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, obviously a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Big, big news indeed. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Not just be on this podcast episode, though. We've got uh, from 20 minutes one side, Ryan Callahan, 20 minutes the other side, Grant Ramey. Guys, big, big news for Tennessee today. The Vols have landed five-star edge rusher Dylan Brooks, the number one prospect in the state of Alabama. I'll say that again, the number one prospect in the state of Alabama could have gone anywhere in the country. He said no to the University of Alabama. He said no to Auburn. He said no to reigning champion LSU. And he said yes to the University of Tennessee. So crank up the Skinner boys. Ryan, I guess we'll go to you first. Just how big is this for Tennessee and how did it happen? Man, this is massive for Tennessee, and it's uh, it's an impressive recruiting win. Tennessee's had some big recruiting wins under Jeremy Pruitt. You know, guys like Wanye Morris, Quavaris Crouch, Henry Toto. To, to go into Alabama, though, and not only get a guy like this, who's the right now, as you said, the number one player in Alabama in the 24-7 sports composite, a five-star in the 24-7 sports composite, um, to beat out Auburn, defending national champion LSU, and Alabama to do it, and to get him this early in the year, um, committing before the end of April, uh, when you've got eight months to go until the early, early signing period, just really impressive across the board. And obviously, it's an uncertain time for everyone in the recruiting world, so you never know how much that plays into it. But the fact of the matter is this is something that has been working uh, in Tennessee's favor for quite some time. Uh, I think Tennessee was al- always one of the top two or three schools he was looking at. They've gotten him on campus eight times now since they offered him back in February of 2019. Uh, he first visited, I think, in March of last year and just kept coming back and kept coming back. And we always say follow the visits. And, boy, that's what happened in this one. Uh, I think he visited Tennessee and Auburn. Uh, the, the most of any school probably is just a, about an hour down the road from Auburn's campus has family that certainly would have been perfectly fine with him going to Auburn. He grew up liking Auburn and to go into Alabama and get that kind of kid who's that good, who had that many reasons to go to, to Auburn, who had every motivation in the world to 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 want to go to a, a program like that or Alabama or LSU and to go in there and win a battle like that. Really impressive for Jeremy Pruitt's staff. Yeah. And Grant, I know that th- it, this is a kid who, to get the details quickly here on Dylan Brooks, he's a six foot five, two hundred and twenty pound ish edge defender from Hanley High School down there in Roanoke, Alabama, just outside of Lagrange, Georgia. They're on the Georgia Bama border, just next to to Auburn. There, this is a kid who is six five, two hundred twenty pounds, rated number eighteen overall in the twenty four seven Sports Composite, number one weak side defensive end prospect in the country, number one prospect in the state of Alabama. And Grant, this is a kid who, you know, you look at. At, at, at this situation on its own, I don't think you can just look at it like that. This is Tennessee has been nipping around the edges for one of these high four-star, five-star type guys for a long time. They've been right in those battles, and, and this was a small-town kid in Alabama. Jeremy Pruitt's a small-town kid from Alabama himself. Just it looks like kind of – I don't want to say just the stars aligned here because Tennessee worked its tail off, uh, but this was sort of the result of – something like this was coming, wasn't it, Grant? Yeah, I think they. I think Tennessee used uh, a couple things in their favor. I mean, they almost used this recruiting shutdown kind of in their favor to turn up the heat on this kid after doing their work so early in his recruitment and getting him on campus so many times uh, over the last year. When you've been to a campus eight times, uh, there's nothing else you really need to know uh, that you need to find out during a, a recruiting shutdown like they've had for the last few weeks. So 
you take that, you take the, the small town Alabama aspect and, and Jeremy Pruitt and the way he can relate to those guys, the presence he has in that state. Obviously, this is, I believe, the fifth commitment from the state of Alabama in Tennessee's 2021 class. They, they signed guys out of Alabama last year. Uh, Derek Ansley as well, the connections he has in that state. And, yeah, it, it, it pays off into kind of a, a perfect world situation. You get one of the more talented pass rushers uh, in that cycle, uh, a guy that you know has the frame to fill out, could be a bigger guy. Uh, later on, he's kind of got the combination of the the length and the athletic ability and the, the twitch off the edge. So uh, Tennessee used a lot of a lot of things in its favor to close the deal here, and it's it's a really really big deal. And Ryan, as a prospect here, D- Dylan Brooks is a guy who, you know, we've said before the past couple of years, Tennessee has signed some some pretty solid edge rushing prospects, some pretty solid kind of linebacker prospects, but they they haven't they've all, it's almost like they've all had something a little bit that's not quite perfect about them. You know, maybe they're not quite tall enough. Maybe they don't quite have the wingspan. Maybe they're not quite as quick. This kid is a five-star for a reason. He seems to have all those things. Now, I know that he plays at a – he's from a smaller place in Alabama, not exactly a prospect factory where he's from, uh, although there is a lot of good football down there. Uh, This is a kid who – he might need a little bit of time here uh, to adjust. It's not like he's coming from, you know, one of the bigger programs, you know, in the country. But you look at – just when you look at the 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 tangible things you can measure, uh, just the the size, the length, the quickness, the explosiveness on film, the ability to grow into that frame, uh, this is why this kid's a five star, right? I mean, he seems to be kind of this guy who's got he kind of checks all of those boxes. He really does, and 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 let's not lose sight of the fact that if you had to pick a single position for Tennessee to land a five star in the 2021 class, you probably would go with an edge rusher Great point. Um, just because really, they've had really, such a really hard good time. Point. That's a really good point. Go ahead. I, I mean, the, on the defensive line, the, maybe is the one other position with all they're losing after this year where you'd say, okay, maybe I'd think about that. But just the fact that Tennessee's had such a hard time landing elite players and, and just developing depth at that position. They finally got a couple really good ones on signing day back in December uh, with Tyler Barron and Morvin Joseph. But to, to finally get a guy like this breakthrough and get a really big time edge rusher. They, they thought they were, were right there in the mix for another one, similarly ranked in Damian Robinson up in Maryland. And then as soon as this shutdown started, um, not long after that, he commits to Maryland, sort of not out of the blue, but uh, a little bit sooner than people expected. And that's kind of an example of how this, you know, some people thought this might go the same way. A guy committing to uh, a school close to home. A lot of people thought Auburn would just went out in the end, even though Tennessee had had him on campus a bunch of times. Um, and, and t- you know, Tennessee persisted, but, uh, yeah, that, the fact that he's he's got that kind of length, uh, he can bend well. He's got he's got a frame that's I think going to get quite a bit bigger, and, uh, and and I think he already plays with a good bit of power too in his game. You see some clips where he's he's not just using his speed; uh, he, he's able to to power through some guys and, and make plays. So I, I think there's a, a lot to like about his game. Obviously, to to, to have him as a five star, there, there's got to be that kind of ability, and you see it on film. So for Tennessee to get this kind of guy with that type of ability. I think he, you know, sure he's, he's a little raw, but I, I think part of the, why he's coming to Tennessee is he wants to play early and Tennessee's told him he's going to have every, every opportunity to do it. So even though he might need a little time to, to sure maximize his potential, he's got the kind of talent that's going to be hard to keep off the field. And I think he knows he's going to see the field pretty early at Tennessee. Yeah. Grant, in, in some ways this was a pretty good business decision for this kid, right? Or, or, or you can look at it through that lens. Cause clearly he, he has a lot of emotional ties to Auburn clearly uh, for anyone who, who's not spent an, a ton of time down in that state, I'm sure you've at least seen documentaries about the way things are down there. 
the pressure one of you know my favorite people in the world Jason Swain has talked about this a lot when you are in that state and you are a top player you know especially the top athlete top prospect in that state you get just an absolutely crushing amount of pressure to go to places like Alabama or Auburn and the fact that this kid was able to kind of to, to go against that and, and to pick a school not just a different school but a school that neither one of those places likes very much probably says something about the kid doesn't it that he sees this as a business and that he's kind of got the the strength to make a decision like this yeah the business decision uh, i think that's a good way to phrase it i mean you know people can can look at it and say you know why is this kid not wanting to go to uh, an in-state school, but you got to look at the depth charts and you got to figure out where's the most talent, where's the what's the easiest path for you to make an impact early. And I don't think that's somebody that's scared of competition or scared of competing. I think that's like you said, a business decision where you uh, you look at your options and, and maybe your heart stays in state and with one of the in-state schools when you're a kid, uh, the number one player in the state of Alabama, uh, but your head says to go somewhere else and and find somewhere where you can get on the field early and show yourself and, and be part of a really versatile defense. Uh, where there's a lot of really good pieces that have been added that Ryan mentioned earlier and go play for a defensive-minded head coach and uh, Jeremy Pruitt, who obviously has so many ties to the state of Alabama. So I think business decision uh, is a really good way to put it, and and he did some good business today. Ryan, when you look at at just – and I don't want to give – you know, and Pruitt would be the first person to say he's not the person who deserves all the credit for this. It takes a full staff to do things like this. It takes a village. Derek Ansley, certainly somebody who's played a, a big role in this recruitment, being another guy who has so many ties uh, to that area. You know, Shelton Felton has stepped in and, and recently and, and done some good things to help Tennessee in that area too. Uh, but but I, I don't know that Pruitt had a ton to prove as a recruiter. This guy's been a national recruiter of the year before. He obviously can recruit. There's never been any question about that. Uh, but what does it say when you do something like go to the state of Alabama and get a five-star who's the number one prospect in that state? Yeah, th- this this really is a statement commitment for for Tennessee and for Jeremy Pruitt. And, uh, you know, I remember some Tennessee fans early on seeing how many offers Tennessee was handing out in the state of Alabama, seeing how much time Tennessee was devoting to recruiting top players from the state of Alabama in the first year or two. Uh, under Jeremy Pruitt. And they didn't show a lot of early results. You you didn't see a single signee from there in the 2018 or 2019 class, but they got three in the 2020 class and some guys they really liked down there, James Robinson, uh, an offensive lineman they're really excited about um, to go down there and get a guy like Dee Beckwith out of of North Alabama. Um, They're starting to show some results. And now this is just sort of, this is an example. You, You can, it can be done. I think people just thought you can't beat out Auburn and Alabama for anybody in that state that they truly want. Um, but we've seen some guys leave that state in, in recent years. Justin Ross and Jameis Winston, some big players have gotten out of Alabama at times. And this is another example. Uh, Tennessee's at least hopes they can they can sign him now that they've gotten him committed. But, yeah, it looks like another example of a guy that's going to leave that state. So you can do it. And Jeremy Pruitt showing that his his connections, Derek Ansley's connections, uh, multiple guys on that staff, obviously T. Martin. They've had some success in the Mobile area with him and Jeremy Pruitt having some ties there as well from recruiting that area as an assistant over the years. So there's a lot of reasons Tennessee has some traction in that state. They can get guys on campus from that state very easily because of their connections down there and the, the proximity, obviously. And yeah, this just shows that you can go down there and win some of these. And, and I think this is also uh, part, part of this is just Tennessee being in its third year under Jeremy Pruitt, frankly. You know, you see the fact that Tennessee's been on Dylan Brooks for more than a year. They've gotten him on campus repeatedly. This stuff kind of happens when, when you get a staff in its third year that's showing some progression on the field. They've had things working in the right direction, and now 
this long-term recruiting relationship you built with a player finally pays off and you start to see these things in year three a lot of times. And I think that's what we're seeing here with Dylan Brooks committing to Tennessee. Yeah, Grant, I know that we've heard this a lot and I, I think I'm not going to speak for anyone but myself here. So I think we could all speak for ourselves on this one, but Jeremy Pruitt's a guy who does really, really well in kind of one-on-one sessions, whether you're interviewing him, uh, whether you're just dealing with him, you know, on the recruiting trail, whatever it is, it's not that he can't handle kind of banquet circuits and those kind of things, because obviously he he can, he's gotten better at those things. But this is a guy who really kind of shines in one-on-one situations. And and when you talk about a kid in Brooks who, by all accounts, is a kid who also prefers one-on-one situations, I mean, this kind of, I don't want to say the writing was on the wall, Grant, but this was kind of a good blend of personality wasn't it it just seemed kind of seemed like the right fit on a lot of on a lot of in a lot of different areas yeah I mean you get him on campus eight times how many opportunities in those eight times uh do you get one-on-one time with him and, and chance to sit down with him and really uh you know sell yourself sell your staff sell your program uh, obviously the the relating uh, relatable stuff that we mentioned earlier in the podcast you know both from small towns in Alabama all that stuff. Uh, I mean, just he's kind of a, seems like a quiet kid too. I mean, he's a five-star guy, and he just kind of uh, announced in a you know an, an edit on Twitter that he was committed to Tennessee on a, on a Sunday afternoon. So uh, it seems like there's some relatability there. And uh, yeah, once once Pruitt gets you one-on-one, if, if he can get you one-on-one that number of times and, and spend that much time with you, uh, it's going to be hard to tell no. Even if uh, you have other you know the in-state schools, the likes of Auburn's and the Alabamas or or even a, a program that's having so much success right now, like LSU, uh, Tennessee wasn't an underdog in this. They stayed ahead of it, uh, and they closed the deal, and they, they turned up the heat the last few weeks or the last few days and uh, made it happen. Ryan, this will probably be the last thing, unless there's something else you want to add, but I, I think it, it's kind of self-evident, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you anyway. What can a, a decision like this do for a program's recruiting class? I mean, this is not – it's not like this is a quarterback, you know, because when a five-star quarterback comes off the board, it seems like everybody kind of, you know, says, oh, man, they're going to start getting everybody now. Um, but when you go across state borders, you go to a place like Alabama, you pick off the, a five-star player, the number one player in that state, uh, you've kind of really – if you're Tennessee, you've gotten a lot of momentum going now, especially down in that state, which is a, such a talented state. Kind of what what could this do and what do you think will this will do for Tennessee's recruiting class right now? Well, I, obviously we, we've said it plenty over the years. Great players want to play with other great players a lot of times, and so there's no doubt that this is going to have – this is going to make a splash for Tennessee, I think, a little bit uh, to, to be able to show them that this staff is – moving in the right direction in recruiting. I, I do think momentum can be overrated sometimes. Every kid makes their own decision, but you, you want to be able to, to go out there and say, hey, look who we've got coming. And, and, and last year, you know, having a guy like Harrison Bailey in the class for a long time, I think helped with, with a number of guys, especially later in the year that they closed on. Um, and, and then to, yeah, to have a guy like this that you hope can be sort of the linchpin of this class going forward now uh, on board in April to, to sort of help uh, be the centerpiece and maybe recruit some other guys to join him. That's a big deal. So, uh, yeah, and, and not to mention, there's still a lot of guys in that state, uh, in Alabama, that Tennessee would love to have. And sure, you're not going to win all those all those battles down there, as we've already already well established. But Jeremiah Williams, some other big time players down there that Tennessee would love to have, and just having someone else from that state, and, and, and in some cases that, that Dylan Brooks knows very well, uh, could certainly pay off down the road. So this is a this is a big deal, and to have someone like this jump in early, uh, you, you really can't overstate the importance of it. Uh, before we step out of here, guys, I'll go to Grant first, and then Ryan. Is there anything that the you know, about this kind of quick breaking news pod that we've left out or anything you really think uh, the people out there need to know before we, we step aside and, and come back with another big podcast later? 
I think we've mentioned this, but uh, I'll reiterate it. That's a pretty huge win for Tennessee uh, to get Dylan Brooks sitting here in April in the middle of a, uh, the coronavirus shutdown, recruiting dead period, whatever you want to call it, uh, to get this kind of win, to go into Alabama and do this. It's a, it's a really, really big deal. And, and I'll just say, I, I think this is, you know, what we've seen Tennessee accomplish. And this is, let's not lose sight of the fact this is their fourth commitment since the start of this shutdown. They're in the middle of a dead period, haven't had anyone visit in more than a month, and they've gotten four commitments since then. So they're clearly uh, doing some things right. But th- this this period where no visits are happening, it's going to accentuate what you did before. And, and so that the early visits that schools have gotten from guys are really going to pay off. And we've seen that with all four of these guys that Tennessee has gotten during this period. And again, Dylan Brooks, eight visits obviously is, is on the most extreme end of that. You know, and most kids haven't visited a school that much. Uh, but the fact that Tennessee has sort of laid the groundwork with these guys, it's going to pay off in a big way. And especially if this dead period extends through the summer and you don't have a chance to have anybody on campus again until the start of the season or whenever it is, um, it, it's going to reflect on the early work these staffs did. So give Tennessee a lot of credit for being in these battles early, for identifying Dylan Brooks and others as priorities staying on them and, and finding a way to close the deal during this time that's uh, uncertain and, and sort of a mystery for, for prospects and coaches to figure out. So that this is show, reflecting that Tennessee did a good job early on in these players' recruitments and, uh, and found a way to um, make an early impression and stay right up there at the top of his list. I think that's a good place to leave it. Guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, you can find us on social media. You can go to twitter.com slash govals247. You can go to facebook.com slash govals247. Or you can go directly to the source, www.govals247.com. We've always got a lot of good specials going on. we got a good special going on right this second, actually. So go to the site, govals247.com, and you can get all of us there. And if nothing else, we will see y'all here early in the week. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.